Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 991. Uh, so, the new ID10T.com is launched, I believe. It's actually going up the same day as this podcast. So, it should be. I should have <laughs> been more prepared before I started talking. But, the new ID10T.com uh, is going to have a handful of merch on there right now. Uh, there's the ID10T podcast shirt, the first ID10T podcast shirt. Also, the blood splatter pop vinyl toy. And uh, and we have a bunch of licenses from things that are relevant to your interests, and we'll be consistently adding those. So always keep checking in. There's an email list to sign up for there. Uh, you can go to the ID10T uh, Instagram page, and we'll be posting stuff there too. That's just at ID10T uh, right there. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have contests and all sorts of fun stuff. And so it's all it's all coming. But today is the. I don't know, the soft launch, I guess, is what we're going to be calling it. Oh, and also, um, I'm going to have stand updates on there for me. Uh, finally, a place to post where I'm going to be doing the stand-ups, like Phoenix, Arizona, March 28th through 30. And that one's a little confusing if you live in the Phoenix area, because one night on the 28th, I'll be at a club called Stand Up Live, and the same owners have another club called Copper Blues, which is where I'll be the 20th and 9th and the 30th. So they're different ticket links. Um, hopefully ID10T.com will be up and running by the time this posts and you can see that there. Otherwise, um, just know that that's why it looks like I'm there one night on Thursday and then two nights on Friday and Saturday. So, uh, Phoenix, I will see you at one of those two venues, Stand Up Live or Copper Blues. And, uh, then other dates will be on there too. Denver is in April and, um, Oxnard and, uh, there's a, there's a bunch more Nashville coming up in May. So, uh, just keep checking back and, uh, if you have any suggestions for the site or whatever, uh, our email for the site is what are you looking at id10t.com. What are you looking at id10t.com? And the ad is just the at symbol. It's not a t in the name. I know that's a little confusing, but if you see it on the site, it would make sense to you. Um, so that's that. And now let's talk about another email that you might have uh, have to send stuff to events at id10t.com to promote things that you are doing in the id10t community, like. Chris with a K who writes The Proton Pack with Chris and Tony isn't just another pop culture podcast in an endless sea of pop culture podcasts. Well, actually, that's exactly what it is. From its derivative 8-bit MIDI intro song to the 80s movie homage show title uh, enticing some semblance of nerd cred, the weekly show covers the latest news stories and reviews in genre television, movies, comic books, action figures, and video games. Hosts Chris and Tony reminisce about growing up in the 80s and 90s while spewing fan theories about their favorite geeky franchises and crapping on remakes and reboots that refuse to honor the source material. The Proton Pack is chock full of off-the-cuff theme songs and semi-spot-on impressions. And that's just Tony's contribution to the show. Chris is the golden voice that attempts to steer the podcast in a mostly coherent direction. Ah, I see this email was written by Chris. <laughs> one part entertainment, one part shit show. The Proton Pack is a weekly journey from the minds of two lifelong friends. Get it wherever you get your podcasts and follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Proton Pack Podcast. Also, Dave writes, I'm an artist who gives found slash abandoned art a new lease on life by painting bits of pop culture into the pieces I find. After years of making a thing, I've just finished putting together my very first gallery solo show, which opens March 29th from 7 to 9 p.m. at Gallery 1988 on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles. Come check it out. Wait a minute. This is this sounds like my friend Dave Pollitt. Dave, why don't you just email me? <laughs> this is Dave Pollitt's show. I've purchased, Liddy and I have purchased so many pieces from Dave Pollitt. He's a mad genius who I have so many, so many wonderful pieces from him, and you should check him out. His show is called Second Chances. I, I'm already going to probably go to this. Um, yeah, so Dave Pollitt is uh, someone that you should look into. You could look at his Instagram, which is just Dave Pollitt Art. 
D-A-V-E-P-O-L-L-O-T art uh, on Instagram and be blown away. Thanks for emailing, Dave, and I'm excited to see your show. This episode is Joey King, who is a brilliant actor and also a brilliant human, um, as you will soon hear on this podcast. She is so hilarious and uh such a fast like so super improv fast and uh this was a, such a wonderful delightful chat um i've known joey for a little bit she and my wife lydia are are, are good friends and she's been in a bunch of stuff that you've seen she's she's 19 years old and has had like her list of credits is lengthy and fantastic uh she's been in the conjuring uh she was in ramona and Beezus. you probably know her from the kissing booth slender man wish upon uh oz the great and powerful white house down and she is in something that i feel like she's going to end up getting nominated for um which is the act uh, an inc- an insane story. Uh, P- Patricia Arquette is also in it. It's on Hulu. It drops today, the day the podcast came out, which is March 20th. So it's already up. You can watch it. And um, it is a mind-blowing story. So uh, I want to thank her uh, for coming on the podcast and being a superb guest uh, as we roll into the ID10T podcast number 991 with the wonderful Joey King. Fan, that I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. And you're not. I've never even seen an episode, but I can appreciate how amazing, <laughs> like, the decor is on that. Well, it's kind of funny, because uh, when I first um, started doing panels at Comic-Con and stuff, and the first time I did one with Stephen Moffat, who was the showrunner for Doctor Who at the time, I, I dropped this thing where I thought I was going to... I thought I was making a really clever statement. And it's not one that hasn't been said before. But I was like, well, isn't Doctor Who's sort of like Space Sherlock, isn't he? And he goes, no, not at all. And I go, what? And he said, Doctor Who has compassion for every living creature in the universe. And Sherlock is a working sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, you're right. They're nothing They're alike nothing at all. Except, except Sherlock has a beautiful soft spot for Watson and for, um, what the hell is the landlord's name? Mrs. Oh, yes. Miss, Miss, Mrs. Bailey. Hudson. Mrs. Hudson Bailey. Hudson, yep, yep, yep. Mrs. Hudson Bailey. If anyone fucks with Mrs. Hudson or Dr. Watson. Then they're going to get it. They're going to, they're going to, they're done. All right, I got to, I got to turn that off. Okay, good. Now we're all good. Now we're, we're recording. What is that? So this came from um, uh, a comic book shop called Meltdown, where... We used to have like a comedy theater and our original podcast studio. And then the after 25 years, it shut down. And this used to live on the roof on Sunset Boulevard across from Guitar Center. And um, I was able to get it. That is so <laughs> I was cool. able to get one of them. And then the floor was the floor of the green room. Oh, my God. I did not even know. 
this, yeah. this it just keeps getting better. Yeah, better, right. Better. It's just endless. It's just an the endless. The Japanese toilet screamed at me the minute I came in. <laughs> you know, I put that I put that Japanese toilet in thinking like, oh, this will be great, and then I realized like, oh, people who aren't used to this, I'm gonna have to. It'll be weird. I'm like, okay, this toilet, it opens. Yeah. You gotta push the button. I wish you hadn't warned me. <laughs> and I you just, just walk thought it was in, haunted. Like, oh, my butt's warm. What's yeah, happening? Yeah, the seat heats. <laughs> There's like a there's like a bidet water feature on it. Yeah, like see, it's, I was a little scared to use that. It's fantastic. I didn't have a lot of time. Well, the cra- <laughs> <laughs> well, the crazy thing is that these those toilets are literally everywhere in Japan. Like any, just like a gas station bathroom has them. And for some reason in America, I don't understand. Especially as obsessed as we are with convenience. Oh, I know. Why we wouldn't want to have a robot toilet I've clean only, our backsides? I only use one of those. I I went. I, I like went into a Ritz Carlton one time a couple of years ago. Very fancy. I, yes, it was one of those things where you know it was a production paying for my room, not me. And I walked in, I saw that toilet, and I was like, "What is that?" It's the best. And I sat there for like forty-five minutes just pressing buttons. It yep. was awesome. Yep. Yeah, I had a friend who, like, maybe ten years ago, was redoing his house, and he put a bidet in, and uh, he's like, "Dude." It's the fucking best. And I'm like, really? And he goes, it's the fucking best. And uh, I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't really, you know, it's again, that's a very European thing that we haven't adopted was, was over it like, here. Was it a Japanese toilet? Was it like No, it was like a separate okay, bidet. See, that's weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just a separate ass sink. Like you are, you are getting up yeah. from the toilet now mm-hmm. yeah. and... Taking a few steps. Taking a few steps and then squatting over a, like squatting a fountain. Squatting over? That's not convenient. No, that's comfy. not convenient at all. So, uh, several years ago, I discovered, like, oh, I can just get a just, like, one robotic toilet that will do all of this. But it's too bad that you can't program it to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, if it comes in, you know. It's like, hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, bud. Oh. Oh, no. Don't oh, go. no. Oh, bud. <laughs> Here comes the fountain. No. No, stop. Please. please. Oh, it's horrifying. <laughs> So how did you and Lydia, my my wife Lydia, first meet? Because she adores you. We met on Raya and... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd go. I got it. Okay, good. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) No. You know what? I actually don't know the first time we met. We both are very close to Jared. Jared Ng, who's the sweetest, coolest guy. Best, coolest guy ever. And so we have met so many times through him. And I think Jamie, too. Jamie King and Kyle Newman. And I think she's she'd come to a couple mafia nights that I was at. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, this girl is so sweet and yeah. cool. And then we also know Tyler. Like, we have so many mutual people. Yeah. And so every time we see each other, we're like, bitch, I love you. <laughs> and then I was walking down the street a couple of months ago. And I was, like, walking at this crosswalk. And I look over at the people who are, like, lined up, stopped, just because of a red light. You mm-hmm. know, they're, like, wanting to hit me, but they're not. And your wife was sitting there with, like, just right there in this car. And I was like... So I ran over to her like window and knocked on it like really like aggressively to scare her and she like freaked out. Oh, did did it work? She was like ah, and I was like let it hit me. <laughs> yeah. And she just gives you all her money and drives off. Yeah, it was amazing. You carjacked my wife. It worked. Oh, perfectly. that's so great. It's my plan all along. <laughs> it worked well, but she can't stay mad at you because you know you're a friend. So I'm a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Friend. Yeah, carjack a friend. You know if you're gonna carjack someone, carjack a friend. <laughs> carjack yeah, a friend. Yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like there's got they gotta make a new like GTA Grand Theft Auto version of like where you carjack your friend. Yeah, yeah, friend carjacks. Yeah, where you just pretty yeah. fun. That would be really good. Are you play? Do you play games? I did. I did. I used to play a lot of games. I used to like. Well, I used to play a lot, a lot of Sims more mm-hmm. than I care to admit. Like I would spend eight hours on the computer just like making a family, decorating the home, <laughs> like having them drive to school. It was so. Pathetic. Don't I mean we Lydia and I. I can't tell you how many hours I threw away on Animal Crossing, which is basically like a – it's a similar type of a game. I don't know that one. Animal Crossing will eat up a lot of your life and it's great. But you basically – you show up at this town. You're the mayor of this town and there's all these adorable animals and you basically just run the town. And you build a house. And you can build a bigger house and you can set up all these businesses and you go fishing and you pick <laughs> plant flowers. And you – I mean it's – it's and such... you, you guys are so cute together. Like well, I, I, fu- I, I kind of fucked her over on that because when we were dating, I was playing it on the 3DS. Right. And she was like, what are you playing? Which, by the way, the best thing ever. It's great. Well, now I have the Switch. The 3DS is great, I but, the, the, Switch but the, Switch, the Switch I like better. And but, Mario Kart on the Switch. But, and so I had, I had the 3DS, and, um, and she was like, what are you playing? I'm going to play this game called Animal Crossing. So for Christmas that year, which was only a month, like a month after we started dating month and a half, um, I got her a 3DS and Animal Crossing, and boy, did she jump in fat. Like, just Aww. instantly, like, it. from that point on, her face was just, like, we'd be in bed, and we'd both just have our face in the 3DS, like, oh, did you get this thing? Oh, did you get that? Oh, I got this fish. Oh, I caught a coelacanth, you know? And, that, like, a month in, you're like, this is the one. This, like, that's yeah. how you know. And then, and then a couple years later, I got her the Switch, and then that, and then she, you know, like, completely got enveloped in that, so... That's you know, amazing. it's been it's been pretty great. That's it's been so pretty good. great. And you also mentioned Jamie King, who somehow is the epicenter of every friend group in Los Angeles. Every single one. Yeah, I don't know how, but she's amazing. That woman is so full of love and she's like wonderfulness. Let me give it to everybody. She's the best. I know. She's the best. But you, you know, what? Are you like twenty? Nineteen. You're nineteen. Yes. So. How does a 19-year-old navigate... I know how an older person like myself navigates uh, Hollywood, which is we just don't go out a lot. But how does a a 19-year-old navigate all the craziness and the sceniness and the grossness? Well, you know, I think think what's been so helpful for me is like I... Well, first of all, I grew up in L.A. Like, I was born here. Oh, okay. I was born and raised in a town called Simi Valley. Of course. So, you know, Simi Just Valley. a little Simi Valley, a little, little Simi, nod. A little, little nod to Simi. Every single cop lives in America. <laughs> um, but Simi, I grew up there, and um, I moved into the city when I was, like, 16 years old or something. But I think that because I've been in it for so long... And I've been, like, pretty much, like, steadily, like, going away and shooting and stuff since I was, like, 11. Yep. Um... I feel like I've been so fortunate. I've met the nicest people. I've met some crappy ones, but most of the time, <laughs> it's been really, really kind people. And I've got, like, my family is also... I think that the the guide to, like, having a not-crazy Hollywood experience and becoming a completely off-the-rails child actor mm-hmm. is your family. Like, yes. you are who you are because of your parents and because of your siblings. And I feel like a lot of the time, people enable, people indulge, and they, you know, forget that you can say no to your own family. Right. And so the fact that my... My mom, especially, has always been very much like she does not, she's like no bullshit. Nice. And I feel very like lucky because I've never, I've never like gotten wrapped up in like a crazy, and I never like wanted to. You know what I mean? I feel like I get to do so many adult things I've gotten to for so long. 
and I've met some like lovely people doing it. I've never felt the need to like become like a fucking you know. <laughs> That's good. Also, my mom's drug talk to me was the greatest thing in the world. My mom's drug talk was, okay, listen up. Cocaine's the best. <laughs> so she, that's how it started. I was like, um, right? And she's like, but you don't need that anymore. We've got like Monster and Red Bull. And I'm like, mom, those are so not the same thing as cocaine. She's like, how would you know? Have you done as much cocaine as I have? Fair point. And I was like, how much cocaine did you do? She's like, I used to do cocaine a lot. And I was like, Jesus Christ, mom. So yeah, so that was my drug talk. And I, honestly, <laughs> since then, I've, I've never really felt the need to try cocaine. I just chug fucking three Red Bulls and I'm good to go. God, that, there's, a, there's a subtle reverse psychology brilliance to that. It's so brilliant. Like rather than sitting your kid down and going, it's the worst. Don't you ever do it. it and then a kid's going to go, fuck, I got to try that. Exactly. That's Her whole tactic of parenting was like that with drinking, with like weed was so funny she was like I know you're gonna do it like I can't say don't do it so she's like so uh just be careful I guess (laughs) she's like and she goes also just know that I hate it made me paranoid but who knows I was like you gotta find your you gotta find your own way right and then I was like do I I even like that it was like it throws you off so much as a kid because you're like expecting them to be like don't do it so that when they say stuff like that you're like do I even want (laughs) to why are you being so cool about it what the hell mom god damn it and then like with R-rated movies too when I was younger she was like I don't really give a shit like you know like whatever and so I just grew up kind of like like all the taboo things that you want to do so bad when you grow up and she's like they're fine like whatever and I was like oh I remember the first time I said fuck I was eight years old I was in I was in uh, she was doing my hair for school as she did every morning and I said mom I really want to say the F word she goes well if you feel the need please go ahead and I just go fuck and she goes how do you feel <laughs> and I said I know I said I was like um, not I not much different. She goes, one day you will. <laughs> you'll learn. She's how like, to, one day you'll love it. You'll learn how to wield. <laughs> it was amazing. What a cool approach to parenting, which is yeah. just like I mean, you know, exactly. I mean, number one, she just talks to you like a person. Yep. She doesn't talk down to you. Mm-hmm. She respects the fact that you're, you know, a relatively autonomous creature yep. that she can't control, mm-hmm. and just gives you the information and trusts you to make the right decision. Exactly. So, I, I mean, like, I think growing up, especially in this industry, parenting like that was so helpful. And, and key to, I think, how me and my sisters all turned out. And I also now have this very, very optimistic view. And I didn't for a while. But then I kind of like, I was like, I was just recently filming my like last project. And it was so amazing and so much fun. And the people there were so nice. I was like, wait, this this industry is actually kind of beautiful in it's to a certain extent. If you kind of block out the bullshit. And I try not to like call it a bad industry just because I'm like, well, then it's inviting the bad shit in, right? Well, yeah, but it's a bad industry the way that people say like, L.A. must be a pretty shitty town. It's like, well, parts of it are, yeah, parts but you of, just don't go to those parts. You don't go to those you, parts. You know, you don't go hang out in the douchey areas or go to, yeah. you know, the and clubs. There's and, plenty of, like... There's plenty of it, but there's yeah. also a lot of... What's great about having such a massive city or such a massive entertainment business is that 
you can really seek out, you can create the experience that you want by who you hang out with, where you go, what you Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And like, I think keeping in choice. contact with people who, like, were there from the beginning for you. Like, I, on the way here, I just uh, got off the phone with my, my studio teacher who traveled with me from the time I was, like, nine to the time I didn't need it anymore when I was, like, 18. Oh, that's so sweet. And so I haven't talked to her in a while. And I just gave her a ring while I was driving. And I was like, Eva, tell me about your life. What's going on? And so I think that keeping in contact with people who literally were, like, so there for you when you were younger and supported you. Like, I think that's super important, too. That's yeah. really nice. And and also, I think a lot of people forget that you can choose your friends. Yes. You don't have to just fall in with whatever group talks to you in the moment. And if you don't like the group, you can get new friends. Like, you can, yeah. you can make... It's the so type easy to ghost people. You, <laughs> <laughs> you ever run into anyone that you ghosted before? Oh my god! Um, yes, <laughs> you know. And also, my favorite thing—I did a thing recently where it was like it was like a Teen Vogue, like a Truth or Dare thing, and I was like, okay, cool. And then one of the dares I got was close your eyes and go to your contacts and like pick someone you have to text them, like and with your eyes closed. And I, of course, my finger scrolled on somebody that I've been actively ignoring for like. <laughs> Over a Please don't write me back. This is for an article. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, my eyes were closed. So I was, it was like, blah, 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 blah. It looked like a freaking, like, you know, like, uh, I don't even Like you sat on your phone. Looked like it, I sat yeah. on my phone or yeah. something. And then they were like, so good to hear from you. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn <laughs> no, it. No, Team Vogue, why? <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> uh, have you ever run into someone that you've ghosted? I'm not like a big ghoster. I'm not like, a ghoster either. I, I don't really, um, and, and also, I don't know. I, I also think there's a... I don't have a lot of expectations of other people either because I just know, like, well, everyone's busy. <laughs> and, you know, if you don't hear back from someone, yes, it could be that they hate your guts, but it could also be it's that they not, though, have a yeah. family and that they're working and that they're busy because especially what happens when you get older. Oh, uh, tell me. You got a lot of time. But what happens when you get older is that time moves so fast mm-hmm. that you all of a sudden a, a year has gone by and you're like, gee, I haven't fucking seen that person in like a, in a year, but yeah. it feels like a month. And and I think everyone kind of under uh, understands that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think know. so, too. I think that's why I have such a great group of friends because they're all not expecting me to text them every five seconds. Right. And, stuff. and I've gotten – as I've gotten like busier, I've gotten so bad with my phone. only thing I look at is like an email and like – Oh, my God. L- Lydia, Lydia's phone – I can't even look at it because – you know, Lydia and I are similar in a lot of ways, but the one, the one, but the one way that we are different, and it, like, I get hives when I look at her phone, <laughs> is that she had, like, I can't stand a little red dot on any of the apps with oh, unread wow. anything. Oh wow! Oh, you want to look at mine? Oh, holy yeah. shit! So Lydia, Lydia has probably look at that email thirty. Oh Jesus Christ! Seven thousand seven hundred and one. Unopened. I think emails. she's at like thirty five hundred, oh and God. it's like, and I'm like, what? What if someone needs to get a hold of you? What if you want a sweepstakes? What if there's... What if you want a sweepstakes? What if someone's saying the cure for cancer? Like, you know, like, like, well, if it's that important, they'll track me down. They'll call, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, she should just have, like, she might, who knows what's waiting for her, I know. know? Well, that's the thing with my email. A lot of it's, like, from, like, Sephora. Like, come in, buy our makeup. And I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have given them my email. Well, to be fair, I also, like, I also have my email meticulously sorted, pre-sorted. Yeah. So I have like anything that's junk mail, 
it comes into one label, so that doesn't go into the main inbox. Anything, you know, That's so so, smart. so I only like the the ones that come into my main inbox are generally people that I know really well. Yeah. So that's that's that's, made, really that's good. made it easier to maintain. If I looked at all the spam that's in my, you know, like all the unread junk mail, you'd be like, you want a sweepstakes? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I want a sweepstakes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No, but to, it's so funny because I look at mine and today I got an email like, you know, for press for my new show, like pick a flight for this, and then right underneath it is like. You know, vote for fucking, I don't know, to end child hunger. And But I was like, what's happening? Vote happened? to end it. <laughs> yeah, I vote. And someone's like, no, no, I'm, gonna, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not going to end that. I'm not going to end that. I'm not going to end that. No, today. no, thanks. You know, that's what sucks. I'm about. like, how did they get my email? <laughs> that's sort of what sucks about, uh, about just everything. It's like, You'd watch the nicest YouTube video. Like, I, I, there are probably videos that support ending child hunger that still have downvotes. And it's like, how do you downvote? There, nothing is nothing gets a hundred percent. And I think like no. that's what should make people feel better in life about anything. It's like, even the nicest, most altruistic things get downvoted by a percentage of people. Yeah. So, what chance do we as people have to people uh, please are- everybody? absolute dicks like, like that's honestly just the thing. like people are the meanest thing that's ever happened to people people are the meanest thing that's ever happened to people <laughs> i mean like i i'm so shook by how many times i mean i shaved my head for a roll woohoo super excited about it your hair looks fucking cool Thanks. Like, it looks badass. I kind of like it, too. I've, I've got, like, a whole spike thing. I also just got a fresh cut yesterday. It's, re- it's, it's pretty badass. Fade. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, and a lot of people were super supportive. But then, of course, my favorite, like, I never open my DMs from, like, not people I know. Right. But my favorite. So every now and then I'm, like, hmm, feeling, like, feeling, feeling saucy. A little roulette. Feeling, yeah, feeling a little roulette. <laughs> so I open them, and it's, like, 80, 80 or, like, you look fucking disgusting with your hair. I'm, like, oh. and I'm, like... It's so it's so great though because a lot of people and I, I my sister Hunter, she's a bless her heart. She's literally the sweetest, most amazing person on the planet. And those comments when she gets stuff like that, it really hurts her. It really affects her. I don't know what I maybe I'm a sociopath, but when <laughs> I read those things, I'm like, oh cool. Like <laughs> Oh, that's that's great. No part of me, like it doesn't register at all. So I'm like super thankful for that because I like my hair. You know what I mean? Well that as long as uh as long as you, it's someone, uh, a friend of my mom's, uh, gave me some really good advice once, where we were just sort of talking, just about this this kind of thing. It was just like, oh, why are there so many crazy people in the world? Yeah. And she said, and uh, and she said, you know, I'm not really ever bothered by anything, because <clears throat> she said I like, not in an arrogant way. She just said I like me, and and that's all that matters. It's like it doesn't matter. So sweet. And it, I was like, oh, it, it made so much sense because. I, I drone on and on about how people who are searching for happiness with external things, whether it be money or fame or sex or drugs or whatever it is, <clears throat> that's never going to make you happy. Yeah. Like, pleasure isn't happiness. No. But I realize that what the core of it is just like, if you don't like yourself, you're going to try to find other things to make you like you more. Yep. But if you just are comfortable with yourself and you like yourself, then you don't, that stuff can come or go, but it doesn't matter. And like that to small, me is... Like, like, comments like that from, like, people sometimes, the, the tiny little things that a lot of people say, like, little, like, like don't worry about it, or I'm happy with me. Sometimes they just hit you in, like, the perfect moment. Yeah. And you're like, 
oh my god oh that's right like I was having a lot of anxiety about like an upcoming situation I was talking to my cinematographer about it like on the show and he like he literally just looked at me and was like don't worry about it and I was like oh shit it's <laughs> <laughs> like you're right and I'm like I stopped worrying about it well there are some people that do not have like an active internal monologue yeah like some people just when they're like I'm hungry they're hungry you know and and that's you that's like that's great yeah because you can really talk yourself into circles, in and out of things, obsess about things that no one else cares about. Uh, yeah, it doesn't and matter. I've also started adopting the mentality of I don't give a shit. Like yeah. I just started if I if something comes to my mind while I'm speaking to somebody, I started just saying it, whether it's good <laughs> or bad, and I think it's working quite well. Well, I honestly, and the and the whoever would send you a DM, whoever would go out of their way to send you a DM to tell you that they hate your hair or whatever, that's about them. That yeah. has nothing to do with you. That's and the you kind don't of person... Know, you don't even know anything about... They don't even know anything about... Like, again... I'm like, know. okay, Carol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, come on. What are you doing? No, but it's like someone, you know... I've used this example before, but someone could literally be sending you a DM with one hand and holding their own shit in their other... Like, you don't know anything about them. Holding their own shit. You don't know anything about them. Yeah, I'm like, you hate my hair? Well, you know what you, you, know, you, don't, you don't know about me is that I have nine different versions of Monopoly, and that's really cool, so suck on oh that. Oh my god, I was so wrong. Yeah, right? Oh my god, she's the best. Okay, so now let's talk about the nine versions of Monopoly that you have. I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, what do you, what do you got? So I'm sure you just have classic Monopoly. Actually... No. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. I've got, um, so I've got like the rustic-y, like new Target <laughs> version of Monopoly. Okay. I've got Yorkieopoly, because I've got a pet Yorkie. Okay. My mom got me that one. What's Yorkie? I mean, I can make it's the guess. It's exactly what you think it is. Different <laughs> breeds of Yorkie are for sale. <laughs> and they're your property. So what is the name? What's what's like the boardwalk and park place of Yorkies? Oh, probably like Teacup and like, uh, I don't even know. I don't know the breed names. But then I've got Yorkieopoly. I've got uh, the rustic one. I've got um, Juicy Couture Monopoly, which okay. I've had since I was like 10. <laughs> okay. I've got Bugopoly, mm-hmm. you know, insects. What's I like up? it. I like it. I've got, oh, uh, Savannahopoly, like Savannah, Georgia. Nice. I've got, ooh, my favorite one I have. Ooh, my maps. Oh, yeah, I've got Nightmare Before Christmas Monopoly, but my favorite one is my Rick and Morty Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's the best one. Oh, it is the best one because, mm. like, uh, the names and everything, it's so good. When you put a house on something... It's called a Google box. <laughs> and when you put a hotel on something, it's, wait, I think it's maybe reversed. It's called a flubel crank. And I'm like, you know, y- y- like, that's what I need. Like, that's I what I needed like to hear. We might have Rick and Morty Monopoly, and we haven't cracked it open yet. I mean, it's, I'm very excited that there are like 70 more episodes coming down the oh pipeline. Oh my God. I'm so, I also play Monopoly way more than I care to admit. It's my favorite game in the world. But Monopoly, <clears throat> it's so long. It all, it is. It all, I mean, I feel like Monopoly, Usually loses people in the third act. Like the first, it's like the first act of Monopoly How many is acts a, are there, like ten. That feels like there's a hundred, but the the first act of Monopoly is fun because you're like, oh, everyone's like just like snatching everything up. So much money to be spent. And then the second act of Monopoly, you're just kind of maintaining everything. Oh, you landed on my thing, you know. But the third act of Monopoly is just like a clusterfuck where no, most people don't even know what the actual rules are. And you usually, and I feel like people just end and go, you have the most money, let's just fucking cut this shit. It's honestly so true, and it's so devastating for a gal like myself, who, my 
literal my bio on Instagram is just a gal who loves Monopoly I just wanna I just love the whole way through the last time I played Monopoly the whole way through best day of my goddamn life it was like I lost so miserably but I was so happy doing it I also wanna I also wanna point out something pretty sad my favorite game in the world I've never won once oh you never won Monopoly I never won Monopoly like what kind of torture am I putting myself you know what's gonna be great is that you know somebody when you're like 90 and you've had this amazing career and won multiple Academy Awards <laughs> and done made movies and directed stuff or whatever. Your documentary will be all about like you still haven't won Monopoly, I and it's just like Monopoly. that one last. That'll be the through line for your entire life. My, like, my whole when movie. will Joey King land on free parking? <laughs> when? When will she like put hotels on every? I know on everything, but it but it gets the rules. I've read the rules for, Also, like, the free parking thing is not... It doesn't exist. It, 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 someone invented that. Like, that that's a fake thing, right? It's totally a fake thing. But honestly, I'm not opposed to it. Like, let's go. Like, let's get that money. So, I yeah, I play by that rule. Because there are a lot of... And there there are a lot of rules about, like, having to mortgage. Like, when, when you get into, like, having to mortgage... Like, um, oh, yeah, fuck that. Do all that stuff in the end. It yeah. just gets... It gets really crazy. So, mm-hmm. how do you... How do you wrap up a Monopoly game? Oh, um, I, it, it literally is one person who has like who is dominating the game, mm-hmm. and it's just about like if someone lands on their shit, they lose all their money. It's until they drain everyone's pockets. Yeah, I mean, the, Monopoly should to me it's the biggest emotional arc of a board game because yeah. it does start out as so fun, and people are usually fucking miserable by the end of it. Like it. I don't know why it's so painful mm-hmm. to when you roll the dice and you it's a five and you're about to land you know you're gonna fucking hit boardwalk and you know you only have like three hundred dollars and it's I gonna know. be like two thousand because there's a hotel or whatever it is physically painful yeah and it's just like that anxiety and adrenaline of like please give me a three a three <laughs> a fucking three and then you're like six you're like no uh, well I I feel like in the future we'll probably have to have a monopoly night at our house well this is what I'm honestly setting up here like, yeah. I, I was like I just want to be invited over to play some gosh darn Rick and Morty Monopoly it's gonna be the best you might have to if we don't have it you might have to bring Rick and Morty Monopoly I can provide that have you seen multiple episodes like are you a diehard Rick and Morty fan die hard I I just uh, got my first chia pet over Hanukkah, and um, which is a really fun sentence to say. And it was <laughs> it was a Morty chia pet, and it was uh, I, I took care of that thing with such love and tender care. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm a huge Rick and Morty. Do you have a favorite episode? I love the episode where they go into the dreams mm-hmm. like of different people because I always say the character I relate to most in Rick and, Rick and Morty is Scary Terry. Uh-huh. You know, the guy that like looks like a ball sack who's always like, bitch. Yeah. Because I feel like he's so misunderstood. <laughs> he's such a confident, like, scary guy on the outside. <laughs> but on the inside, he's just a real big softie who was mm-hmm. kind of bullied in school and just, like, you know, he just he's just wants to, you know, assert confidence in in his life and you know what i love that guy so so that episode is one of my favorites what's your favorite i think i probably leaned i mean there are a lot of good ones are you gonna go with intergalactic cable television i'm not gonna go with intergalactic cable television although that is i mean everyone uh wants to know where a plumbus comes from yeah um but uh but i i think i love the um uh, I just saw it again the other night too. It's it's the one where uh, Rick is runs into Unity, the hive mind. Okay. And they and he basically because it's when I explain the show to people, I say like 
yes, it is probably the funniest show on television, but it's also weirdly the most poignant family drama at the same uh, yeah, time. Yeah, and it's so smart. It's so fucking smart, but this idea that he dates a hive mind and <laughs> then she breaks up with him because she says, like, you're better at assimilating, you're better at what I do than I am, like, basically, like, assimilating. And yeah. it's, it's like, you did, they didn't even have to get to that point and it would have made the episode amazing. And in the end, you're like, God damn it. And that last, that last scene where... Uh, he basically just goes into the garage and you just, you see him like genuinely sad. It was, my whole, my whole heart fell out of my chest. I was like, no, yep. no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the fucking best show. It's the fucking best show. Yeah. Television. My, my, my pillowcases on my bed are Rick and Morty. Like, I, oh, that's it's, great. It's, a bit, it's like, a, it's a bit of an issue. I love it so much. <laughs> Lydia has one of those like round Rick pillows on one of our couches too. Yes. It's just like the Rick head. It's yeah. like, oh, it's so good. And I like, oh yeah, last night to bed, I wore my Rick and Morty PJ bottoms. Like, honestly, it's like, it's never, I realize how much merch I have as I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and and it you know, it's one of those shows that you, it's I love shows that on paper if you just read it you're like, how does this going to work? And it fucking worked. like Baskets <laughs> is another show like that if you've never seen that, Zach Galifianakis' show. Okay. On paper the show shouldn't work yeah. and it is a stunning the performances are amazing, the story is, but on paper it's like he plays like a basically a failed clown. Mm-hmm. And his and he also plays his brother, who's this really <laughs> very big character, and their mother is played by Louis Anderson. Okay, and it and on paper none of it should work, and it is it's brilliant because everyone in the show is brilliant, and the writing's amazing, and it's so well done. What other shows are you watching? Wait, I have a question about that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. speaking of, so since you said he played his own brother, right? Yeah, I have a question for you. You've seen the movie There Will Be Blood, right? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Okay, is Paul Dano? I gotta ask because this is a debate I have with a lot of friends of mine. Is he, is he in the movie? Is he his brother or is he the same guy? Oh my god, I don't know. All right, I don't know. Well, in your, it's an opinion thing. It's definitely an opinion thing because I think they're the same guy, and he's actually just a freaking psychopath. Was there any? Are there any little subtle? Because I haven't seen that movie since it came out. So were there oh, any? Are there any clues in there that would suggest it's that he so, might? So like it's so vague, and like you, it could, it's, I think that's why they did it because they want people to have this conversation on ID Ten T. That was Paul Thomas Anderson, right? Yeah, he was on the podcast. If I if we had done this, oh one my first, god, I where is he? Call him up right yeah, now. Yeah, we're gonna fucking. What's the fucking deal? What's 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 with this gosh darn movie, we'll, man? We'll invite him over for Monopoly and then be like, be like so. Oh, your three-hour movie there from blood, right? What the fuck? What the hell? Uh, I watched it for the first time recently. That's why it's so fresh on my mind. I mean, it's great. It's and, amazing. It's know, amazing. It's so long. DDL is in top form. D- oh yeah, DD. Oh yeah, you know DDL too. I don't know him. You're on a you're on no, an acronym basis. Yeah, never me met him. You're never met DDL. I feel like he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> he might. You know, he loses himself in every part, so maybe he isn't real. Yeah, I really don't think maybe he, he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Only, oh, the name Daniel Day Lewis is just so the checks come in. That's an anagram for something I can't think of at the moment. For don't do. It's co- do cocaine is the best. Cocaine's the best. Jamie King, <laughs> which is funny by the way, because my mom's name is Jamie King. Are you serious? So everyone thinks we're talking about like a lot of the time when I say like Jamie King, they're like. Everyone's confused when I speak. But uh, but Jay, but our, but our friend Jamie King is J A I M E. My mom is J A M I E. And Jamie used to go by James. 
My mom, he's named after her uh, Uncle James. So oh, that's this is sweet. crazy. But there's no relation between the two of you. No, people think that her, me and Jamie King, not my mom, right, Jamie King, you, are like sisters or like or aunt and niece or something. I mean, it tracks. You're both J King, so it yep. it seems very plausible oh, totally. that y'all would be related. Totally, but we're not. We're no. just friends. I know. Now. So this is the deadline article. They are not related. We are not related. Shut the fuck up about it. Don't ask again. We're sick of it. We are sick of the rumors. <laughs> Put them to bed. I mean, if those are the worst rumors, such bad you're rumors. Doing about okay. Me. Yeah, you're, right. You're doing okay. I'm doing all right right now. Do you feel? Um, uh, uh, I mean, it, this idea that you're not bothered by the pressures of social media is pretty uh, revolutionary. <laughs> like, is it? I mean, do you find that most uh, teenagers are wrecked by social media or because they grew up with it, is it just sort of a part of like, ah, you know, it's a, it's just a thing? I think it can, it can get pretty unhealthy. I think for me, there are times when I catch myself like worrying about it and like what I'm posting and then I'm like, oh, wait, that's right. Don't do that. Right, right, <laughs> right, so, right. But I mean, I think that what is – I've been very lucky because I haven't had a lot of – like, I am just now, like, after The Kissing Booth came out, like, that's kind of when, like, my social media numbers, like, spiked and people started, like, caring about a lot of things I was doing, not just in my career, but in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And that was a big adjustment. I was like, oh, oh, my goodness, okay. And, like, a lot of people really care about my relationships and, like, I'm like, oh, God, why do you guys care so much? <laughs> oh, I don't even care that much. Um, so, like, it is, it, it has gotten interesting to the point where, like, you know, you're going through something and you're trying to go through it privately and then you open your Instagram and it's like that's everything that's like people like that your fans want to talk about or right. that's everything they're posting. And But at the same time, for some reason, again, it's not like it doesn't like it doesn't register for me. I don't know. Like I what registers is like when I see people who are like, I think Joey's like, you know, great actress and like her work is awesome. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so freaking sweet. And I like I give it a little like, give it a little comment sometimes. But the the weird like stuff that like would generally try and stress me out. I think I have you know that episode of Black Mirror where they put a filter on the girl's mm-hmm. like eyes so that she doesn't like see the stressful dog barking every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put a yeah. filter on that <laughs> <laughs> like over stressful like it's like social media things because I can't control it. I don't know, but I think for other people it, it can get unhealthy because they are so stressed about, you know, the likes that they get in the comments because a lot of the time Instagram is a lot of like, it's kind of for a certain group of people, it's all they have. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I go on Instagram, a lot of time I'm like, hey, check out my work coming out. Like, and I'm like super excited to share it with people because I know that they can, you know, go off of Instagram and go see something that like I'm super proud of. And I think it's hard when people just really put their whole identity into like Instagram, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think happens a lot. It's easy to do because it feels, I think the illusion of Instagram is that it's connecting people. Yeah. But, and it's very visual and it's very easy to, to navigate, but it, but the, I, but I do think it is incredibly isolating. Oh my God. It's so isolating. It's also kind of funny how it works in the way you connect with people, like quote unquote, because I have friends who I have like DM threads with who I, who I haven't literally texted mm-hmm. probably in like over a year, but we just have DM meme threads like yeah. <laughs> where we just send each other memes and it's awesome. And that's how like I keep quote connected with sure. them. Um, 
but like it is interesting because like I could just shoot him a text and be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, be like hey how's your mom like how's your sister like you know what I mean but yeah. it's interesting I don't well know. and and also um, just because the you know ID10T is that there's a new site launching soon and so it Although, has its okay, own okay is yeah. it pronounced ID10T it is because someone told me it's called idiot that that is another interpretation of it I mean like that's the sort of that's the kind of the dumb joke behind it is that it. It, it it was a it was a code that people who worked in IT would use right. if someone called and they had a dumb question or they or whatever they were doing was their own fault. You know, it's like how do I you know why is my computer not working? Is it plugged in? No, no, that's an ID10T. Because if you hear yeah. it, you don't. If you see it, you see that it says idiot. But it's basically just a way for IT people to make fun of non-IT people without them catching on someone told me that i was a complete idiot because i called it id 10t no it's both it's it's both so uh yeah so so and someone you're else, listening you and, fucking and someone bastard. else interpreted it as oh so is it like identity and i was like what no but i guess if that works for you then so like, sure and, and how would you spell identity identity do you play words with friends i did but uh yeah so so i you know and i think it really just what i love about it is that it it sort of suggests that um, because the user is at fault when they call in, I think it's just sort of part of the human condition that we're generally the cause of most of our own problems. Oh yeah, and so that's what I kind of like about Love that's it. what I kind of like about it. But um, but I have but I have an Instagram account for ID10T, uh-huh. and and I have this great um, person who's kind of running the we're going to make T-shirts and stuff, and so I asked her. I was like, oh, I hate to ask this question, but since we're building up this Instagram account, like. What do you do? Because I wasn't paying attention when I started my Instagram account. I just didn't wasn't thinking about it. Right. And so uh, it was. I, there's all these rules for how to increase engagement. It's like one to two posts a day, and then post on stories and comment another. And I just read on. I was like, I don't think I'm gonna do all that. You're like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't want to do all because it's basically you know Instagram is trying to force you to engage with the platform as much as possible. Well, yeah, and they so, want you to spend five hours a day. On yeah, it. exactly. And so it's like, hey, if you want to play in this sandbox, you got to follow our rules. And someone said to me, and I was kind of complaining about it. And someone was like, "What are you bitching about? It's free." And I'm like, "It's not free." We, they, wait, that's what that's what their argument was. We don't pay money, but they but we pay with our data, which they profit from. It's not free. <laughs> it's it's a, we pay with our data and our time and our attention. Like money yeah. isn't the only way you can pay for things. But I do. You know, it's interesting because I I like you know with what you're saying about like oh the, the, this is the how many and I've been told all that stuff too. Like this is how you get engagement interaction. Yeah. And like I find myself like completely like unconsciously playing by the rules. But like kind of just because I am a young lady, I really enjoy Instagram. <laughs> and um, so like I always find myself like posting on stories and like doing all this stuff because I'm always like there's so many fun things to put up. That well, I'm, that's like, good. I mean, that that's that's the best way to use it because you like it and because you're excited, like but it, not yeah. because you need it for your identity. My identity. Your identity. No, no, I don't. I don't think I I mean, one of my fit my favorite thing in the world not because not, not in like the sense of i feel safe while doing it is flying because mm-hmm. uh, it's like i don't do the wi-fi on the plane thing oh so i just completely don't have anything like no matter how long a flight is like i just flew back from italy and it was like 12 hours and i was just like where'd you go in italy 
I went to Milan. The wife and I are going to Italy over, over the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, girl. What? I've never been to any place else besides Milan, so I can't. I have you guys probably been before, right? We have not been to Italy together. No, we've been That's to Austria, and we've been to we've been to a few different places, but we've never been to to Italy. Italy. No, yeah. So uh, pasta is amazing. There, pasta is my favorite. You would hope so. In the whole world, my favorite food in the whole world is pasta. So I just carb loaded. While I don't I was know there. if we are going to Milan, but I think we are going to a Rome and yeah. we're going to a, a Venezia. Yeah, we're going to a Venezia. Andiamo a Venezia. Are you a, any Italian at all? Si, si, si. Sono mezzo italiano. Io parlo italiano. Mi piace l'Italia. What is happening si, right si, now? Si, si, si. Uh, are you part Italian? Si. Me, me too, me too. What, 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 what happened? I, I would imagine your dad? Mom. Your mom. My mom too. Really? Yes. Hey. So yeah, my mom, I'm like, every everything that's My mom's not... name is, her maiden name was Cocainizzi. <laughs> you know, you want to you want to know what's funny is my mom's childhood. My mom's gonna listen to this and be like, Joey, why do you do this to me? Things. You say these horrible things. My mom's nickname when she was younger. Oh my god, she's gonna kill me. This is so funny. Was Fire Hydrant Ferrar? Her maiden name's Ferrar because she would drink. And if she drank too much, she threw up. And it was like projectile. Like an unkept fire. Like an unkept fire. What a fucking great nickname. Fire hydrant. <laughs> oh, it's just because I'm fiery. Is it? Is it though? Or is it the projectile oh, my vomiting? Poor mom. Oh, sorry, mom. No, that's great though. Oh, that so needs to be. That so needed to be shared. It did. So since then, since finding that out, me and my sisters have tried to come up with our own, like throw up nicknames. Mm-hmm. So my sister Hunter, we've called her Heaving Hunter. <laughs> um, and Kelly, we couldn't come up with one for Kelly. It was hard to find something with a K and with a J. But here's a fun fact that I shouldn't share on a podcast. Mm-hmm. My nickname that my friends call me because they think it's funny is Chody. <laughs> because my name apparently rhymes with Chody. Joey Chody. I mean, sort of. It's a stretch. Yeah. So um, my sister now, she, if like, she calls me Upchuck Chode, which is, you know, that's fine. That and that's is, something I have to live with. That is great. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, Lydia's cat, our cat, um, throws up out of anger sometimes. Oh my god! Yeah, he does. When he gets mad, he throws up. <clears throat> like if she's leaving, if he sees her suitcase and she's leaving town, he'll he'll throw up. Oh my like, god! Or if he's mad, if, if we're like fifteen minutes late feeding him, he'll he'll eat and then run to wherever we are and throw up near us just to be like, "Fuck you!" That's so yeah. awesome. And so I and so <clears throat> I nicknamed him Ralph Hurley. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, "Don't call him Ralph Hurley." I'm like, hey, "He throws up. He, he throws up willingly." He is Ralph Hurley. Throwing up is the worst thing in the world. It's it does not doesn't feel good. Favorite activity. It's it's the one thing that I don't. I mean, it, it's it's one. Well, there are many things that I don't miss about drinking, but throwing up is definitely at the top. But it's so weird that you can that you can throw up from you can't. Drinking is the only thing you can throw up from and do it again. Do it again. Yeah. Like, I've, if you, what, what was the last time you threw up from a food? The la- oh, actually, that really recently. What was it? It was it was Malaysian food. Okay. Um, and I, it was at a cast dinner, and I ate Malaysian food, and then like that night at three a.m., I woke up and I was like, 
you know, and, and never now day. it's dead to you forever. M- mili- yep, dead. Never gonna eat malaria. You can't. You can't. You I won't can't. be able to. You probably can't even smell it. N- no, I no. It's it's uh, it's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are really nice sounds for people to hear with their headphones in. Just Joey King being like. <laughs> Old Chody, here, here it comes. I'm Chuck Chode. Here yep. she is. Oh my god! But no, my mom too. I can't remember what the name of her alcohol was, but she was like, "If I even smell that shit, never again." It just if I ever smell cocaine. <laughs> oh my god but oh man i used to i used to like get the stomach bug so much as a kid i would throw up all the time it was so gross like i'm so scared of throwing up oh now. no i know but yeah I, lydia does not like she doesn't really like she had we think she had like a mild food poisoning a couple days ago she's one of those people who will not throw up no, she is one she, of like, those people swallows yeah she's down. one of those people she just won't she was like i probably should throw up, but I can't. No, I get so. it. It's you have to mentally like work yourself up to get there because if you're, <laughs> it takes a lot of courage to be like, I'm gonna literally put myself through the worst thing that I can imagine right now. Well, yeah, because you do it, and then your entire body chips in to make it happen. <laughs> chips in. <laughs> then, it's so true. And then, then you're like, ooh, throw up, and then you throw up more. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. This is the grossest shit. Ever? Oh my god! Yeah, Ugh. I think I would. I would. I would way rather have diarrhea than throw up. Oh, 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 yeah. By a lot. Oh, why? Like by so much. I mean, listen, it, neither is fun. No. But you know what my favorite thing was? What? One time I got so sick. <laughs> Here we go. It was coming out of both ends. Nice. Welcome to me. That is. Fa- uh, I was in Africa and I had the water. And I didn't mean to, because I was told, don't drink the water there, don't drink the water, drink bottled yeah, water. Yeah, well, anywhere you travel, you have to be careful because your body, like, if Does you're it, drinking local water, to, because yeah. you're not used to well, whatever the what local I bacteria is. I just drank bottled water, but then I got, like, a, what, maybe, like, a Coke one time, and I was like, can I have some ice? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> Joey. Ice is water, Joey. Ice is just really it's cold water. Just really, really cold water. <laughs> That was it. For three days, I was like literally on the floor, like of my hotel room, just being like, "I think I'm gonna die here." <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh god, it was horrible. Anyway, people probably don't want to hear about that. Yeah, I get it. Well, it's just it's that thing, like when it's was coming out both ends. Do you like do you swap places or do you are you just like throwing? You know, you're just it's like, like so like trash can toilet. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and it's honestly, it's it, as much as it's miserable. Part of you is like. I was like, I was almost impressed. I was like, this is a lot of bodily functions. I didn't know I had all of this stuff in me. I didn't know I've had this energy. I didn't know my body was capable of so much expelling. Life is beautiful it, it, in all its forms. It well, I want to know. I would. I want to ask you before some good. I, I thought it'd be. I want to open our um, Instagram accounts and okay. find out some good follows. Okay, good. So just some like good. Good offbeat follows, and I'll, I'll throw out a few okay. as well. So, who who do you, what, what what do you like? Oh man, I love meme pages. I'm a big meme fan. I don't follow like any comedy accounts. That's so bizarre to me. I feel like you maybe 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 because you're so freaking funny, you're like I don't want to see this. That's what again. it is. I'm just so <laughs> I get enough comedy. That's right. Daily. Uh, Cardi B is a good follow. Okay, you like Cardi B? All right. She's an amazing follow. What about you? Um, I'm okay. So I'm following that. I'm following a hashtag. Well, first of all, Castles of Scotland. 
is a great. What? Look at this castle. Oh my god! See, you guys, you should see this castle. You hear it, and you then can hear, you can only hear how cool this castles of Scotland, and then you get the whole history of the castle. You sit down and you read a six-page essay caption. I'm in my forties. Hey, no judgment. <laughs> I'm just asking the question. Yes. Um, my favorite account to follow though is the Dodo. They post animal rescue videos. Oh my gosh! It is the most pure thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I cry and cry and cry like oh, oh my gosh. it is so beautiful and they just dm'd me recently they're like thanks for all the support we see you always like our stuff i'm like you guys then know you, i exist you might like to follow my friend whitney cummings who oh i love whitney rescues cummings. tons of animals oh my God. and posts amazing videos with like pigs she fosters and oh horses she God. works with and yeah that's so sweet yeah she's she, she's amazing i love that um let's see what else do i have here i also have um i have a lot of animal animals doing things oh man i follow an antique store called uh R, uh re antiques re antiques um R- really yeah they're in uh, rhode island mm-hmm. and they and if you like if you like antiques this is a good place this to get is antiques the place for me yeah I I love antiques. I do. I I like to go um, vintage shopping when I'm in different states. Yes, they they've got the best vintage stores ever. And also, a lot of states are less expensive than the ones that are here so in Los Angeles. Recently, for for Hanukkah slash Christmas, because I do both, for my grandma and I. I mean, I hope Brad Pitt never listens to this. And if he, you're does, probably fine. I'm probably fine. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's because I mean, still want to work with that guy one day. <laughs> there yeah, was yeah. this, there was this um, like cover of him from like 1991 on like Playboy, where they like got like unfortunate like they like, like there was like nude photos of Brad Pitt in this mm-hmm. magazine, mm-hmm. and so like it was vintage, it was like encased, and I was like, that's what I'm gonna get my grandma. For <laughs> <laughs> Is this like dong in it and stuff? That's that's yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. So I got that from my grandma for Hanukkah. It was so funny. She smacked me. <laughs> and then proceeded to be like, like looking at it for like an hour. Of course. Like at, at the table. Well, she had to just like do the theatrical thing of like, oh, you shouldn't have done this. Oh, yeah. But, Oy vey. Why'd you do that? And but like, secretly like, me, like, here we go. Yeah. Literally. It was so funny. It is happening. But that was, that was from a vintage store in Georgia. And that I'm like, is fantastic. Thank God, Georgia. Like, I don't know if this is going to be as meaningful to you because of. Uh, I assume you were probably born in 2000, 2001. No, 99. 99? Oh, you were 90s, baby! I made, I made it. You made it. Um, but uh, for Gen Xers, there's one that's Saturday underscore morning cartoons. Oh. And it's just like old, nostalgic. Like, like the newspaper cartoons? Well, it's no, it's, no, no. It's like 80s like cartoon intros, like the old Spider-Man show oh or the God. old Super Friends or just like, you know, Sid and Marty Cry or whatever. So it's uh, that's a fun one. That's amazing. I Saturday underscore cartoons? Saturday underscore morning cartoons. Morning cartoons. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Okay. I'm trying to. Oh, I follow all the Queer Eye guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Those guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that show. I love that show so much. You know, I loved... I haven't seen... I'm disappointed to say that I haven't seen the reboot of the show. I worshipped the original version you, of the That show. is so cool. I've never met someone who says that. Really? Yeah, I fucking loved that show. That is so funny. Yeah. No one that I've met has been like, oh yeah, I loved the original. Haven't seen that. That's so I cool. I just haven't seen... You know what? And it's not... It's just mainly because as as a consumer in today's world... Yeah. 
everyone is behind on something. Because it's just impossible. You'd, it would have to be your job to watch all oh of God. television. I am so stressed whenever people try to talk to me about stuff, like, about that. I'm like, I am so behind. And I'm also, like, I try to read, some, like, books, too. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm reading books that people are recommending me. Then this person's like, you got to watch this, 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 and this. I'm like, I can barely make it through my day <laughs> with, like, time for a shower. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel so, so behind. But I started watching Pen15 on Hulu. Oh, how is it? It's really funny. And everyone's like, you got to watch you gotta like support like get on that and watch it and cause like my new show's on Hulu and I'm like oh yeah gonna get gonna, gonna get on that Hulu grind but this show is so funny it is so so funny Pen15 okay is, so Pen15 is a recommendation it's really good it's really really funny I follow a lot of surreal art accounts like this one uh, Bizarre Doctor which is just like <gasps> oh really my cool. god I love stuff I'm gonna go follow that right now that is actually that looks so cool I love stuff like that I also love those satisfying video ones like, oh yeah where people like paint stuff around a cake I don't know yep yep yeah I get a lot of those recommendations I just followed oh no oh the first one's awful though the first one on Bizarre Doctor is awful. It's a woman with beehive holes on her face with bees on it. Yeah. This is upsetting to me because have you heard of the condition tribophobia? No. It's not a condition. It's more of like a people like it's a phobia. It's a phobia. Uh, tribophobia is when you have like an aversion and like cringy thing to like little holes in pictures. Oh wow, what a specific. Do oh, you ha- is that your thing? I don't like it at all. <laughs> I have a few things. I have. I don't like little holes on skin. Okay. And then um, there's. I have a word, and I can't even say it. It's like my, it's like, what's your least favorite word in the world that makes you like cringe and you're grossed out every time you hear it? Oh my it? gosh. Um, um, I don't know if I have, I, I can't, nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind right now. That's like, amazing. That, that you I know, can't. keep it that way because you're going to live your life peacefully. <laughs> like, like me, I am stressing anytime someone starts like, it's okay. My word, I have to plug my ears and spell it for you. It's S-T-I-N-K-Y. You don't like that word? I, I thought you were going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it because... Oh, my it... God. Whew, that word is literally the worst. I think that's the grossest word that's ever existed. I, I dated a girl in college who had a similar reaction to the word moist. Oh, that word's She fine. could not and stand everyone, the word moist. I don't know why. Everyone hates that word. Like, moist, 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 moist. I don't care. Like, that word's fine. Like, whatever. You know, you're talking about a moist pound cake. Calm down. <laughs> but if you talk about a... S-word pound cake. S-word. Oh, God. Oh, no. We're back to throw up noises. <laughs> Did something happen? That just, or is it just that word? Just, just that, that collection sounds, of syllables? It sounds like it smells. I can. <laughs> it's so, so gross. And if I'm annoying my mom or, like, my sisters, they'll just start saying it rapid fire. And, and like, I'll, like, start tearing up. Like, oh, that's too bad. Okay, so do, so now people know your kryptonite is that word. Yeah, why did I say that publicly? Like, who am I? What am I doing to myself? There is an incredible artist um, who has an account called Jenny Bird Art. Oh, and, I've and heard of her. Her painting is stunning. Let me see. Let me see. I've got to I've got to get on this train. Uh you've got to follow um let's see. Let me see. I love medical accounts. Oh yeah? Like like surgeries. Like I like watching surgeries. Oh like current surgeries cuz I like I like old timey. Like I follow a couple above. that are like old timey like surgery theater from the night early 1900s accounts. Do you want to know? Okay, so someone the other day was giving me a compliment and they said not to blow smoke up your ass. And I just stopped them. I was like, can we talk about this for a moment? Because where the fuck did that expression come from? Like, what does that mean? Why does that mean complimenting someone? We're going to find out no, right now. I looked at okay, them. good. What is it? 
this is insane. So, it's a real thing. It's, <laughs> it's, so, back in the day when, like, lobotomies existed. Sure. People, if they were drowning, would get, there was, like, this device where you would, like, blow smoke up someone's ass because it was, like, thought to revive someone and get the water out of their What lungs. kind of smoke? Just smoke? I don't, right? Like, huh? So I was like, this is so interesting. And so they obviously stopped the practice because it doesn't fucking work. Right. And so, but yeah, no, there used to be like this device where you blow smoke up your ass hanging by like major waterways. Always. Because in case someone started drowning. And that suddenly, in I don't know where in the timeline of life became... Another name for a compliment? Yeah, that is really strange. What? A failed medical practice. Well, you know, something that... Uh, something that is real is that uh, people can have coke blown up their ass. <laughs> so the next time, just go, not to blow coke up your ass, but... Uh, <laughs> That was a really great job you did back there. And the next time I'm blowing smoke up someone's ass, I'm going to go, not to compliment you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean to compliment. I don't mean to compliment. (laughs) Ah, that's genius. That's really funny. (laughs) That would really, that would hit me sideways. I wasn't expecting it. I'm so happy. Oh my god. Like, what kind of practice is that? And how did it become that name? I don't know. It's not, it's not, none of it's acceptable though. None of it's acceptable. And And how many times did they have to, wouldn't you just do that once and go, well, this doesn't work? Well, this person died. Yeah, why was that a practice? (laughs) practice. They did it multiple times. Like, the machine is super, like, kind of cool looking too. I was like, oh, I want one of those. So there was a specific machine devoted to blowing smoke up someone's ass? Smoke up your, on some. Safari machine. Blow smoke up your ass machine. Here we go. Um, and not that video. <laughs> now that now that machine is called Instagram. That is the machine that is designed to blow that. smoke up your ass. Look at that thing. It oh my god, like... it looks like a fireplace. Yeah, um, like a vintage clock thing. Yeah, but, but, there's, but there's a fireplace, uh, one of those fireplace pumps, like those uh-huh. old-timey fireplace pumps, which I guess would be the smoke blowing. I also love the word old-timey. Like oh. that, like it's so funny. And then this just looks like an old, like old car oil can. Yeah. Like this is, and, a, there's a full medical kit in there. Yeah, like it's oh yeah and the articles when doctors literally blew smoke up your arse I love the word arse I feel like I need to have that in this studio doesn't it look like that would fit in here's here here's an old timey drawing in, in a oh there it is okay so um, this is an old timey like ink drawing of someone lying on their side uh, a doctor with the little ribbon in the ponytail holding the person's mm-hmm. shoulder the person's back is to frame and then another doctor is blowing is in a is, tube. There's a tube and there's a like a long like, mm-hmm. like yep in the you know the place where the booty is yep. and uh, yep. there you go yeah it's a good thing that we figured out mouth to mouth that we didn't <laughs> I got to do ass to mouth I got to bring this person back oh god I'm gonna have to do ass to mouth <laughs> gotta have an ass to mouth situation on our hands yeah I gotta do oh, here we go oh, I got an ID ten T over here. <laughs> That's, oh, what it was, that's what that meant in the 1800s. That's what, oh, God. Oh, if I found that out, I'd be so I'm like, oh, God damn it. No. Why didn't I never I look, live this down. That's why you look past the first page of Google results. <laughs> you find these deep cut things. God damn it. Also, does anyone ever, by the way, go to page two, three, four? No, so that's on? why you want good search engine optimization, you know, because you don't want to get you don't want to get past that. You, Jesus Christ. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Okay. Any more recommendations? What's your last? Uh, okay. My last, let's see. I love, uh, let's see. Mm. While you're looking for that, I'm going to recommend 
Uh, my friend Sarah Underwood that I used to work at G4 with, okay. she and her boyfriend are basically building a cabin retreat in the woods in Washington. Okay. And his name is Jacob, um, I think it's Witzling. It's W-I-T-Z-L-I-N-G. He's Jacob, J-A-C-O-B, Witzling. Witzling. And his design is that they're together like he builds cabins uh-huh. and their design aesthetic is fucking stunning and they just launched a youtube show where they're basically building this like cabin where you can go stay at it yeah this cabin retreat in the woods like a like a you know um a, a stay a stay in the woods like experience. a little bed and like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. yeah so that's pretty rad what'd you find oh okay i found my sister has a hairless cat and like one of those Sphinx cats? Exactly like one of those. And she made an Instagram account for it. And the cat's name is Khaleesi King. <laughs> <laughs> that cat is... Oh, so fucked up. I love that cat so much. But she has the sharpest claws. That's what she did to me. Like, Oh, like, my God. There's a picture I just showed Chris on my Instagram. Of, I'm sure like it's very easy to find. There's a huge scratch across my chest. That is a severe... That is a severe... Like, that's a laceration. That's not it's a, a laceration. scratch. She is... Absolutely psychotic. Also, really, really sweet, but she is wild. And this Instagram is so funny. Here it is, Khaleesi King, K H A L E E S I King. Yep. Now the cat. Look, my mom has a fucking cat like that. That is that is so sweet because you know my mom, all my all her animals are rescues, and my mom's so maternal. And I'm like, Mom, this cat is a monster. And she's like, it's not her fault. She wasn't taught. How- so like, <laughs> this, my mom- cat, this cat was taught. <laughs> this cat was taught. But this cat is crazy. I, I swear, it's so alarming. When at 4 a.m., I am dead asleep. And then I hear, and my door handle is opening. And it's the cat yeah. who can open doors. Like, she's got... And it's also the most spooky looking cat of cats. It's just, it's literally inside out. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it does. They look inside It's out. naked. <laughs> it's like if you take a cat, you flip it inside out, and then you make it feel like a peach. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like those cats, these cats just kind of look like they can only make this like hellcat noise that's all she does like you have hit the nail on the head and I communicate with her like if she goes meow I do it back to her and then we have like fights like I've always clearly wanted be, I've always wanted to be an aunt but I mean this is not what I meant oh all. my gosh that is un yeah. that 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 swipe across your like right across your chest plate is oh my god I was almost stitches I, w- I was so shook I was so shook and I, I went to I had to go to work like the next week I had to go back to work and thank god like it was for the act my mm-hmm. and thank god my character wears like is this the new show that you're on with Patricia Arquette it would be the show that I'm dropping the name of at the moment yes uh, such a fun show but my character she wears a lot of high neck stuff um, but that of course week I was wearing like a bra on camera and I was like Oh god damn it. Khaleesi. Son of a uh, bitch. But yes, that is the new show. I'm and just... and how and so t- tell the folks about your show. Oh, okay. Well, um so the show The Act is based on the true story of Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And um it's a story of the mother of a mother who had Munchausen by proxy disorder, mm-hmm. which is basically uh Munchausen by proxy for people who don't know, it's 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 an illness that someone has when they want to feel needed in a medical sense. So 
if you have Munchausen, which Dee Dee Blanchard did, she just wanted to feel like her daughter was incapacitated and needed her and she needed to take care and of her. And then they she, also get attention from that, they too. They get attention from it. She thrived off of taking care of her daughter and off of the fact that they got money and a free house out of it mm-hmm. and free trips to Disneyland and sympathy and all these crazy things. So there was actually nothing wrong with Gypsy. She shaved Gypsy's head to make her look like she had leukemia. Um, she was in a wheelchair. Gypsy could walk. Um, she convinced doctors that her daughter couldn't eat and she got tummy aches every time she ate. So they put in a feeding tube. Oh my God. She convinced doctors that, um, her daughter was choking in the middle of the night. So they took out her salivary glands. <sighs> she had all, like, that's very, that's two of hundreds of different things that she did to Gypsy. Um, and she would always tell her like, let me do the talking in the doctor's office. And along with all of that, she lied to Gypsy about how old she was. So when Gypsy was 19, she told her she was 15. When Gypsy was like 23, she told her she was 19. Like all these bizarre mind games. Didn't let her have a phone. Didn't let her have a computer. So Gypsy was essentially a prisoner. And so um, Dee Dee, there was like this from the time Gypsy was five years old to the time Gypsy was 23. And basically what happened was Gypsy started to become a young woman, started to have those sexual desires, have a boyfriend, be a normal girl. And she knew she could walk, but that's about it. And she, like, started, like, stealing computers and, like, you know, cell phones when they would go out to the mall together and, like, pretend to go to the bathroom and slip them under her wheelchair and stuff. And she got an online boyfriend, um, and they dated online for two years, never met. And then they, like, set up a brief meeting to see if Dee Dee would like him, but, like, in, in a, oh, we just ran into each other on the street kind of way. We don't know each other at all. And it went terribly wrong. So then Gypsy was, you know, messaged him, was like, will you murder my mom for me? And um, in so many words, I mean, there was a huge, like, they planned it for a year. And he did. He murdered her. And they're both in prison right now. And um, Gypsy got 10 years eligible for parole after six. And he got life without parole. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's the most insane story. And so Patricia Arquette plays Dee Dee. Who's incredible. Who's literally just, I could talk about her forever. She's the greatest human being and actress in the world I play Gypsy, and this amazing guy named Caleb Worthy plays Nick Go to John, who's the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He's so good, and Patricia is so. I'm so nervous and excited for this to come out. Like it's, oh my god, we spent four and a half months shooting it, and it was like it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. It was awesome. It was so so cool. Why was it hard? I think that when I mean. It was awesome because I've, I mean, as an actor, it's so, it feels weird to say this because it is someone's real life and it has affected them in such a horrible way. But as an actor, a role like that is something you could only dream of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something where you get to completely lose all vanity, transform yourself completely, shave your head, wear fake teeth, do a high, because Gypsy had a very bizarre octave that she spoke in, Mm -hmm. very high pitched. And to be able to completely transform myself and like, lose any trace of myself or just forget everything I thought I knew about acting. I thought I knew about like whatever and just dive in completely. It was so, I felt so vulnerable and I was so like nervous about it. But working with Patricia, literally like it was the most amazing, like a collaborative thing that could have ever happened. What an amazing case too, because it's, he got life, but was there no consideration of the fact that the, I mean, not that they should have killed her, but was there no consideration of the fact that she basically had imprisoned her daughter under false pretenses for so long? So she was going to get life and they were both going to get the death penalty. And then, because they had just thought this girl wanted to be with her boyfriend, ran away and killed her mom. But then they started looking at the case files that the fact that like, oh, this 
girl was a prisoner her whole life. Oh, there's nothing wrong with her. So as they started, like, diving into her files or medical history, realizing that there was nothing wrong with her and that she was basically a prisoner, they're like, oh, my God, this poor girl. Like, she needs to have a lenient sentence. So they gave her 10 years. And Why wouldn't they give her, like... Why wouldn't therapy? They, therapy, yes. Right? Why wouldn't they give her... <laughs> She's in a prison, too. She's in Missouri State Prison. They don't offer any mental help there at oh all. My She's not God. speaking to anyone about what happened. Nothing. But with him, they were, like, really torn. And it's so sad because he has autism. And he's got multiple personality disorder. And so she... And it's kind of crazy because as much as I... I go back and forth a lot. Gypsy... <sighs> She was a prisoner, and it's so horrible, and it's so sad, but she was raised by a master manipulator, and she has become a master manipulator. Right. She manipulated him beyond belief to kill her mother. Right. And he was, you know, this kid with autism who loved this girl so much, and he thought he was doing the right thing because he wanted to save her and Mm -hmm. just take her away and be her prince. And, but, I mean, ultimately, like, the government decided that he's a danger to society, and... I don't, I can't say I disagree with them, but I also can't say I agree with life without parole. I don't know how I feel. People ask me this question all the time. And I thought to myself, I've got to come up with an answer before I start promoting the show. But then I realized I don't have to because I don't know how I feel about it. Right. Well, and that, and that is probably one of the things that makes it such a compelling story and something to watch is that, you know, like when you come away from something and you flip flop and you go, I don't, I mean, but then there's this and then there's this and it could be this, but I don't know about this. I mean, that's. That is something that I think people will, especially once they watch it, will probably just keep thinking about for a long time. Absolutely. Even a year from now, you wake up and you go, gosh, but shouldn't they have? Right. Or should they? Well, I guess that's right. Oh, God, I don't know. And I think what's so cool is that in each episode for us, like every episode, you go through the different emotions of... You feel bad for Gypsy. You're angry at Gypsy. You hate Dee Dee. You kind of feel bad for Dee Dee in this moment. Like, it's you go through all these ranges because our story takes place over seven years. It's eight episodes. So you really get the full picture of, like, what their relationship was like and how messed up it actually was. And the fact is, it was insane because Dee Dee, the mom, she was obviously, like, the master manipulator in, you know, of the whole mm-hmm. operation. And then... Somehow, over time, Gypsy started being able to manipulate her, and mm-hmm. she became the showrunner of this entire operation. As a, a pure, probably a survival mechanism. Absolutely, which is amazing in, in its own sense, because a lot of Munchausen... I mean, the reason that you don't really hear about Munchausen by proxy is because a lot of victims just die. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't get out, like, ever. So it's... I think that's why, like, this whole case, when it came out, because this just happened in 2015... So I think when this case happened, everyone was like, what is this disorder that people are talking about? I've never heard of it because you don't hear about it because people don't make it out. Right. And so this was like a huge thing. Not only was it happening, but then the like I think the craziest part was like, hey, not it's not crazy. I mean, it is crazy that the mom was doing this to this daughter, but this happens a lot. The crazy part is that she got out and she murdered her. Like, oh, my God. I know. Well, uh, th- when does it come out? March 20th on Hulu. March 20th. So soon. We like just finished three weeks ago. The not, act. not even. Yeah. Oh, act. you just finished and it's already coming out? Like literally. Holy shit. I know. Well, at least you don't have to wait. Usually you got to wait. I know. I'm so happy I don't have to wait. Are you working on anything else right now or are you... take a quick bathroom break, by the way? Do you need to? I yeah. have to pee yeah. so yeah. bad. Go, 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 okay. go, go. I'll be right back. Japanese toilet. Japanese toilet. Oh my god, I had so much tea and water this morning. Oh, I totally understand. 
We'll just snip that right out. No one will ever know. No one. Yep, that's right. No one will. Ever I never know. peed. <laughs> ne- you've never peed in my whole life. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I, Are I you okay? I don't think I'm real. <laughs> I'm, I'm DDL. To, yeah. Yeah, as soon as you realize that you're DDL, yeah, you're exactly like I'm DDL. Daniel Dale. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> Are you excited to tab me on your podcast? <laughs> you are truly an amazing actor. See, now I feel like I need to keep all this. I was just going to cut all this out because you took a bathroom break, but. Now I think I just need to keep that part in <laughs> yeah. so that people Be- know so that the you're So people DL. know I am Daniel Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. <laughs> I know. His his true self comes out in the form of a little tiny <laughs> actress with a no hair. A 19-year-old girl. With, yeah, yeah. No hair. yeah. That's, everything's all made up. Yep. Yeah, there is no fire hydrant Ferrar. Nope. There is no... Like, None of this is real. Yeah. I'm the, just the best liar in the world. <laughs> that would be... Inc- I mean, I couldn't even be mad about that because those would be really spectacular... Right? Made up stories. I mean, that is like some real sociopathic shit. Like you just, I just sat in a corner of a room eating saltines for however old Daniel Day Lewis is, forty five yep. years, whatever. Yeah, thinking of things to say uh, as if I was nineteen. <laughs> and it, and it worked. Yep. Because I think people were totally convinced. You follow the right Instagram. Like, it all tracks. It all tracks like, great. It, it all tracks pretty well. With, like, little ki- tiny clues in there. Like, like little tiny, like, I follow, like, like a medical account in Cinema Magic. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and now that it's all, now that you've admitted it and the spells have been lifted, when I go to the Khaleesi King account, it's actually Daniel Day-Lewis with a sphinx cat on his head. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, like a Scooby-Doo reveal. Like. Yeah. And when it scratches him, there will be blood. Oh Guys, my come on! God, Chris, we just Hardwick cracked the code! Is there anything else you want to promote? Is there anything that I you could want talk to about say? myself all day long? That's, That's fine. Kidding. This is your time. This is your therapy session. This oh, is your yeah. time. I needed it. You uh, better now? I've earned it. Uh, what? Uh, I, well, I was so delighted when Lindy and I ran into you at the Vanity Fair thing, and you're like, "Oh my god, I've, I've listened to your podcast before." Like, I love, I loved that you. You have no idea. Okay, so I like. I used to sit in my room in my Simi Valley house on yep. my little twin bed while I was doing homework, supposed to be focusing. I would listen to Nerdist <laughs> all the time. And I would just, I loved it so much. I told my family, I'm not even shitting you right now. I was like, I just want Chris Hardwick to ask me if he had a podcast. I just want to meet Chris Hardwick so bad. I want to meet him so, so bad. I'm like, I swear, I'm not. And then I, and then like one of my best friends, Nick Vineyard is his name. He's going to be so excited. Um, he, Nick. Nick Vineyard. He was the one who was like, you got to listen to this podcast. You got to listen to Nerds. You got to listen to Chris Hardwick. He's the best. And I was like, yeah, duh. Like, uh, amazing. And so I, ha- yeah. So, I mean, like, for years I've always just been like, I want to be on I'm sorry this didn't happen sooner. Me too. Because you're a damn delight. You're a, you're a, you're an afternoon. And I, uh, uh, <laughs> How do you know that song? I don't know. How's that song in anywhere in your in your in your brain? I told you I'm Daniel Day Lewis. I've been around oh, God, for a, I'm trying to totally I've been a long time. Yeah, if you pay attention, like the clues are there. <laughs> I've been around for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Um no, but I like I'm such a fan. And so being asked to do this, I remember I got the email and I was like, Yes! Well, and I have to say, uh, you were a spectacular guest. Oh my god, thank you. So funny and so fun. And and you know, and Lydia just adores you and I feel like I'm gonna listen to this song and be like God, why do I sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> you can't listen to yourself. You can't listen to yourself as you. Like if 
because I think everyone like hears their own voice and are like, "What? I sound like that." I so, sound like yeah. I don't. I, I don't have a voicemail because in the first like seventeen times I tried to record it, I was like, I broke down in tears. Like at th- <laughs> at thirteen years old, I was like, "No one's ever gonna want to call me. <laughs> Just leave a message." <laughs> leave a message after the beep. I'm sorry. I sound like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish you would record that. Then you could. That could be your voicemail. Now. <laughs> Maybe you can do it for me. Were, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh God. Just leave a message. Do you ever do voiceover work? Like, yeah. 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 I did yeah. cartoons for yeah. like God I did I did um I did three shows at Nickelodeon back to back to back over the course of like thirteen years. Oh my god. And I did I've done yeah, I was Green Arrow in the Batman series. Like I've done a lot of voiceover stuff. Yeah, you've got a great voice. What? <laughs> so, whoa. Interesting. Who's, do you mean this is just how I talk? I don't understand. I appreciate the compliment, but goodness. <laughs> I really don't like my voice in my own head just sounds annoying and nasally like I don't me too I feel like I sound like literally the worst <laughs> well I have a de- I know I have a deviated septum and I'm told that if I ever get it fixed it'll slightly like well, change the quality the at least you voice. have an excuse for why you feel like you sound I don't have I don't have shit like I'm healthy <laughs> like no you, you there, but your voice sounds great like it just sound like a. you just sound like you I used to do voice work when I was a kid and then now I feel like as I'm older like it's such a hard thing to like cause I do like voiceover auditions still just because it's like super fun I love yeah. voiceover and I never fucking book them when I was a kid though I had like the cutest little voice and everyone wanted to hear it for some reason now i'm like you know now i'm weathered no (laughs) now i've been through shit you're hardly weathered no one wants to hear it you're hardly weathered (laughs) now i talk like this all the time now i now i've seen it all (laughs) weren't you hey were you you were in dark knight rises right yes i was oh talk about voices talk about voices Yes, because that that one that one had this battle, but it also but it also had this battle at the same time. And then it's got a lot of a lot going on there. Yeah, lots going on. Um, it was the coolest thing ever. I shaved my head for that too. Um, when I was yeah eleven, and I like didn't say anything in the movie, but I was like, I'll shave my head. I don't care. Yeah, I love okay. Batman. Fucking Batman movie. Um, it was the coolest experience ever. I got to like hang out with Christian Bale, and I was like, why? Like who? Like what? And then I got to go to India. Like it was the coolest damn like like who allowed me right like who allowed that and you didn't have to say anything you just had to go just be there I had to go and I did do a lot of stunts which was so cool like I love stunt work I usually try and do all my own stunts on set um and just be careful I know I Lydia know. got hurt no. she did oh yeah. that's right yeah. she told me she broke her face yeah she got her face broken She's okay now. I mean, she it's looks all fixed. amazing now. She looks she she's all fixed, you know, but but part of her nose is still numb. Like she doesn't have feeling back in her nose yet because they had to fix it. It was like three months where it healed before they could then go in and fix it, and then they had to fix it, and then that had to heal. That's like my biggest fear. And the now, thing is with me though, whenever I go on set and I have like a stunt scene, even if it's like very mild one, like not like a super crazy one, yeah. and they bring in like a stunt double, and I always get like frustrated. I'm like. Like, I know that these per- this person's here to do this work, and I really appreciate that. And they're really, like, experienced, professional, good at their job. But, like, something about it, I'm like, but it's not going to look like me doing it. And I just want it to look like me doing it. And I also want to, like, do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there was this scene in the act where Patricia and I, like, had, like, this crazy, crazy fight scene. And, like, they brought in these two, like, women who were, like, amazing, so lovely. And they, they, they demonstrated this beautiful choreography. They're like, so we're going to have you do it after a couple takes of them doing it. And Patricia and I were like, well, we can just do it and we did but thank god they set up the choreography for us because it was so well done and we like it was 
fighting with Patricia has got to be one of my favorite things I've ever done in That's my pretty life. spectacular. Like, Patricia Arquette, like, 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 holding, like, pinning you down, and, like, you pretend to, like, headbutt Patricia Arquette. Like, when do you get to do that? When does one get to do that? I mean, acting, you know, like, when you actually get to, it's funny, because you, you know, I always say, like, acting is a thing that, when people do it, it's a job that you actually spend the least amount of time doing. doing. It's mostly just waiting. It's mostly like a, a trying to acquire jobs and then just sitting around and waiting. So I think that's why actors love to kind of do their own stuff because it a lot of times doesn't feel like you're doing anything and it just yeah. feels good to do something. Actors spend most of their time not acting. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Like, how little time... And, and like, all together, like, in life, the, the amount of time you probably spent, like, doing your job is probably so little compared to what you think it is. Because when you get on set, you get into hair and makeup, then you get into your wardrobe, and then you get in, on set, and then you eat a snack, and yeah. then you wait a little bit, yeah. and you get wired, and... Yeah, it takes a lot. It takes a village. Well, I, I, but I feel like most people. I feel like most people spend a lot of time acting now. I mean, that's basically what Instagram is. It's mm-hmm. basically just the idealized version of everything. Literally. Though. Hashtag blessed. Oh. Hashtag like Facetune everything. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's so crazy to me. I follow this awesome account that like exposes people with <laughs> Facetune. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, because these people, a lot of the time, they're not they're not just face tuning like like you know it, they can't tell if you face tune a photo from your own camera roll. Right, right, but right. A lot, most of the time, anyway, unless you bend a fence or behind. Right. You. But people who face tune already existing red carpet photos. Right, right, right. Oh, gotcha. That's what I see a lot. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And like, I get it. I do get it. Every now and then, I'm like, I like this picture, but uh, I would like it better if my arm wasn't twisted that way. <laughs> but, oh, you can really see the. You oh, know, look at that. No, man, I could see that I haven't lifted weights in a while. But um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's so crazy to me that like, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like I actually did used to do that a lot because I was like, oh, I want to look like this, I want to look like that, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is so awful. No, be you because I think you're people... putting out. No one knows what you look like. Well, and also, and also, I think because you you are and will continue to be a role model for young performers, uh, young women, young people, and I think you just saying like, this is who I am, and like all of it, you know, like. Flaws, no, whatever flaws yeah. are, no flaws, whatever I don't like about me. It's like, yeah, everyone has that. And yeah. it's okay to be yourself because I, uh, like, there was a picture that got posted from the one of the, Van, the Vanity Fair thing. And I just had the dumb, literally the stupidest look on my face. <laughs> like, I think I was halfway into a smile. Right. But it just looked like this. Oh, and, uh, and I posted it because I was like, oh, this is great because this was a real moment. Yep. You know, it's like, I think. You know, especially for your generation, you can lead the charge in, like, real authentic moments yeah. and not, like, everything doesn't have to be so perfectly everything. Exactly. And that's why, that's not, like, the perfect everything isn't interesting. It's not interesting. That's not real either. I think what's, like, and that's why, like, I mean, as much as I get, like, shit for, like, shaking my head, a lot of people are super kind because they're like, oh, that was cool because you're not, like, and, like, this role, like, that's such a huge reason why... I, like, love this role so much because I literally, like, there's no vanity in it. Like, it's just so, like, like, ugh, you know what I mean? I didn't want to have any type of, like, well, I don't really want to look like that. Maybe we can, like, make it look like this. Like, yeah. I just wanted it to be so real and, like, how it was in the story. That's and I great. try to live like that. 
like in regular life too, of course, like, you know, people always have their insecurities and they, they get self-conscious about stuff. But my favorite thing is when people on Instagram accuse me of face tuning when I haven't. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. You should just like put purposely where your eye gets smeared up into your forehead and I'm, be like, can you guys, did you know, could you tell that I face tuned this? I honestly want to like, I want to like face tune a photo so botched and like just super crazy and just post it and just, just like with nothing, just like see what people say. I mean, I think this is a good way to think about it. There there aren't, think about it this way, there are no flaws, there are only stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's where stuff is interesting. If everyone tries to do I can't this, wait to get those lines when I smile, because that means I smile a lot. It means you smile a lot. Yeah. And that's human. I'm so excited And for you that. should, and like, trying to smear that all off your face, or yeah. trying to, you know, it's, like, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to... I think it's really cool, like, people like, like, I was talking about this with Patricia, because... As she gets older, she was saying, like, it's nice the way that the industry's changing. I feel like there's a lot of roles for people my age now that are really good. And her and I were talking about it, and I was like, you know what? I can't wait to be in my 50s and keep acting. Because it used to be, like, this thing when, I mean, even when I was starting out, I, it was like, if you when you hit your 30s, like, you just start to become that simple mom role in a teen movie or in a man movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and now there's, like, such cool roles for like women over 30 and 40 and 50 like the coolest roles well yeah i can't wait to turn 50 especially because like if you if you play leading roles uh no matter you know male female you play leading roles a lot of times those tend to be the least interesting roles like the most interesting roles are like when you get to explore a character or really be someone you know with a cool story you know and i don't know i like that to me that's where and also you know, if you're not like the swashbuckling lead, whatever, <laughs> um, you don't have to carry any of the responsibility of the success of the thing or whether you just get to come in, be a really cool character. Yeah. And a lot of times people go, oh, yeah, the main stuff's fine. But that person was, ri- really was cool. rad. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Of, I think supporting characters are like so cool. I, I love like when I mean watching the Oscars this year and like looking at all the things that were nominated and looking at all the supporting roles I'm like those like the lead roles are amazing absolutely but I think like all the supporting roles like everything like just comes together with you know what I mean I don't know I feel like especially even with this show like Nick Godejohn that's the guy that Kalen plays my boyfriend in the show like it's such an essential role, even though it's considered a supporting role, but it's such a crazy storyline for that specific role. It's so good. It's like, I don't know. I love I love supporting roles, too. Well, I'm just, I'm so excited for you. You got a good head on your shoulders, and, you know, this is just a good message out there to any parents. Do more coke to have great kids. That's right. Yeah, I think that's... that's. Do your coke, get a really fucked up nickname for how much you threw up when you were younger, and then teach are, all of it to your kids. Oh, wait. Oh, hang on a second. Maybe that, maybe that's bad advice. May, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I take that back. Uh, maybe, maybe not. We do not accept any responsibility for any... All I know is I'm going to be a sick-ass mom. <laughs> I'm going to be so cool. I can't wait to have nieces and nephews. I'm going to be so fun. You're going to be the fun aunt? Oh, I'm going to be so fun. But, like, I'm also going to be really stressed out because I don't want to lose a kid. But No, but but you know what? It, Lydia likes to be the fun aunt, and yeah. she introduced... I think she introduced zombies to her nieces. Oh, my God. And they fucking love them. Aww. And, like, one niece in particular when we were visiting... I think maybe she's four or five. She had these little... walk. I gave her some, like, Walking Dead toys. Aww. And she was so inquisitive about... Well, how did they die? And then who's this guy? And what's this? Like, rather than just the toys, like, she wanted the full 
story. And so we were like, I, I guess he fell in front of a train. Like, we didn't, we were just making up all these stories. About how these was, zombies died. But she was so, like, just her thought process was so fascinating. What was that movie? She should watch that movie. I mean, she's too young right now. But the, what was that Nicholas Holt movie about the zombies? Do you remember what I was oh. talking about? Yeah. Warm bodies. Warm, bo- oh, warm bodies. That would be a great movie for her because then he tells you the story of the zombies. In a few years, yep. we'll do that. I want to be there. In I a few watch years, warm bodies. We'll do it. But knees. before that happens, you'll come over and we'll play Rick and Morty Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. And Liz is going to be way into it. I think we might actually already own it. I think we have a Mario Super Mario Monopoly, but I think that is uh, so. My goal. Um, <laughs> I told my mom, I was like, okay, so if this show does well. I'm gonna try and buy. All, and I looked it up. I think there's 1,485 versions of Monopoly. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to buy all of them. She's like, oh my God. You're going to open the Monopoly like, Museum? She's like, what is, she like literally looked at me and she goes, what is, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you have no room for that. I was like, I'll get a storage unit. She's like, you'll get a storage unit for me. She's like, think, listen to yourself. Listen, God, God, I can't even with you. And I was like, you raised this. It's you. You did this. Monopoly's by cocaine. <laughs> you'll be telling your kid, listen, I did a lot Not of Monopoly, Monopoly when I was growing up and... It's up to you to decide, and it's great. You're gonna do it anyway. It's just great. be safe. Yeah, just be safe. Do Monopoly with a parent <laughs> like, in the privacy of our own home. I don't want you going out and doing Monopoly, you know, on Ventura, on Sunset Boulevard, at home. You do Monopoly. Like a cocaine Monopoly where you roll a six and you just line up like six. Six lines. Oh my All right. god. Oh fuck. Oh, god. oh shit. Oh Marvin Gardens. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh my god, Marvin Gardens. That's where you buy the you buy the Coke at Marvin Gardens and then you sell it at a markup at Boardwalk or Park Place. Board, oh my a Boardwalk. <laughs> so fucking amazing. And then free parking is where you go and deal it. That's where you go deal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where the money comes from. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, I got paid. I got paid oh, that's so funny. Take a chance. You know the chance card is you, you don't know what's you know cut what? into this coke. There's customizable monopoly. We can make this actually literally happen. And the co- and the community chest is just full of coke. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that's I can't wait. For my kissing from. booth fans to listen to this, this one, sweet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. What have we done? I'm sorry, guys. I uh, love you. We take it all back. Yeah, we take it all back. I'm so sorry. I, I don't. I think that's the best place to end. Do you feel comfortable with that? I feel very comfortable with that. Thank you so much for Thank being here, Joey. Thank you for Joey having King. me. It was it was a long time coming, but you finally did it, and I would call it a triumph. I can't wait to, to play Monopoly. And you'll come back soon. Yay! All right, the end. That was the ID10T podcast number 991 with Joey King. It is now time for some ending word salad. You know, in uh, we talked a lot about Monopoly, which of course is both a great and frustrating game. The last third of the game, I said, gets <laughs> really confusing and frustrating. But it brought up, uh, for me, just kind of an interesting point, which is just about... Um, and I'll, I'll connect this all together, but it's just about how we personalize things that maybe aren't personal. Um, so, you know, you're playing Monopoly with someone and you get a bad roll and you land on a house, like their hotel, and then you got to pay them or, you know, something happens in the game and you go like, oh, man. And you kind of personalize a little bit. Like, I, you know, like I don't get in arguments with people over games, but I've seen people, I've seen board games and heard of board games causing some pretty substantial family rifts. And so, uh, and I think things like that happen because we personalize stuff, right? We, when things happen in the world, we go, fuck, why did this happen to me? Or why did that person do this to me? And the, the truth of the matter is, is that most of the time, uh, people aren't really doing stuff 
to you. They might be doing things for them. Um, but the, in general, in a broader scope, the universe isn't out to get you. And I know it feels like that sometimes. It does feel like there's either a conspiracy. I mean, you know, the conspiracy theories we get in our head just sort of make sense of the world, but they're usually not things that are reality. It's just a perception that we have. So I'm imparting this to you because think about how much uh, upset you could spare yourself if you were able to take a step back and go, okay, this thing happened in the world. This thing happened at work. You know, someone cut in line in front of me at the gas station or whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't personal. Like it wasn't, it's so easy to take things, especially in our, you know, in our social media rich culture where social media kind of conditions us to think that everything is about us and algorithmically it makes us think that everything's about us. But really, not everything is about us. And I'm not saying that to bum you out. That doesn't mean that you're not an important, special individual. But um, I think there's something really comforting to know that the universe just kind of doesn't operate in a way where it would really particularly give a shit about one person and their lives over another person. And I find that to be very freeing um, in the sense that you don't have to take on responsibility for everything. And, you know, when shit happens in the world that that, that pisses you off or bums you out or whatever, um, even just being able to say like, okay, well, this wasn't personal. This was just a thing that happened. I think can take some of the emotion out of it, allow you to separate from it and, and have a little bit more of a stoic approach, which is how do I now, you know, react to this thing that happened at work or whatever at the gas station or whatever it was so that you're not tied up in a thought loop of like, oh, why me, me? Why this person do this to me? Most of the things in the world are not directed at you. Uh, and obviously there are exceptions to that and there are things that are and there will be, you know, situations and, and people who might be. But for the most part, that's not the case. And I hope that gives you a little bit of peace, gives you a little bit of space, gives you a little bit of freedom um, from those endless thought loops that you might have where you might be, you know, beating yourself up or going, why me, why me, why me? Because remember, your brain really is kind of a supercomputer. So if you get to a point where you start saying, why me, your brain will give you an answer, even if it's not a real answer. Isn't that fucking weird that your brain really can trick you into thinking that because it gives you information that that information must be true. I don't think that's the case most of the time. Your brain's just trying to sort through information and create neural pathways and storylines that allow you to make sense of the world. But a lot of times those don't necessarily have to be true. Just because your brain tells you something doesn't necessarily mean it has to be true, which is very helpful with with if you're struggling with anxiety and depression or things that you're focusing on or things that you're obsessing over it can be helpful to know like, oh, is that is this a real thing that's going on in the world? Or is this just a narrative that my brain is telling me to kind of make sense of the world? I find that to be um, very liberating. And so uh, I hope it is for you, obviously not trying to trivialize any um, kinds of anxiety or depression that you might be going through, but at least just offering you an alternative um, perspective on what those could be. Because I remember the first time you know, a therapist told me, hey, you don't have to believe everything you think. I was like, what the fuck? That's great. Like it just opened up. I just felt like fireworks in my brain and a whole, you know, world to open up. Uh, and it just sort of prevents you from being led around by your thoughts and allowing you to take a little bit more of a third party perspective and go, okay, I see kind of what my brain is trying to do, but maybe this isn't, maybe it's, is it possible that this narrative that my brain created is kind of based on my own baggage, my own history, my own, you know, however I 
perceive the world, it doesn't necessarily mean it is exactly what's going on. So again, um, try not to personalize everything. Most things are not directly against you. Uh, and are not attacking you or not out to get you or not after you. And uh, most, you know, like when things happen, they just are. Uh, and it's up to you to decide, you know, what you're going to personalize, how you're going to view it, how you're going to take it, how you're going to proceed from there. And then the choices that will allow you to grow and evolve and learn from those obstacles um, uh, moving forward. So there you go. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for cramming uh, word salad wrap into your ears at the end of this podcast, which again was so much fun. Joey King is just phenomenal. And, uh, and I hope to have her back on soon. And I appreciate you. Uh, and I appreciate you for, for listening. Thank you so much. And have a wonderful week. Take care. ID 10 scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito.